How you doing? Me? Yeah. Oh, are the other Great. people that are in this chat? <laughs> yeah, all the uh, how how are the ghosts doing? The ghosts. Yeah. No ghosts here. Hmm. Unfortunate. Unfortunate indeed. <laughs> I'm a I'm a dummy. <laughs> I'm also a dummy, but soon I'll be in school and then I'll know how the internet's work better. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's so exciting. That's right. You, I know. You're going to school for IT. ITs. Mm, you're going to get all those I's and T's. Crossing, so dotting. You're so cool, Q. Not that cool. You're pretty cool. <laughs> oh, are we starting? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. We should probably. Yeah, we're recording. Oh, that, so. Like, okay. So. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. <laughs> It's uh, it's Q here. Welcome to Ghost Hose. It's Connie. We are doing real well today. We are, uh, the mess is hot. Yeah, but oh. that, you like that, right? Anyway, this is a show where we tell you stories about ghosts. Ghosts and ghost-adjacent stories. Yes, paranormal things. Mmm. I can never remember what the ghost agenda is, but I know you have it, so I'll let you <laughs> leave. The ghost <laughs> agenda starts with, has anything spooky happened to you? Oh, that's right. Let's, I'm going to let you go first, because I have to think. I don't know if anything spooky has happened to me. Okay. So this happened like months ago, back when we still lived in Chicago, and we were carpooling with two people from our office. Mm -hmm. One night, riding home, probably like 10 at night, John and Luigi were in the back seat working on a script. Both of them had their laptops open, periodically adding to the script and talking through ideas. I'm driving and suddenly I hear, what the fuck? Did you just type that? I'm not touching my keys at all. That's your cursor. So yeah, you know when you're editing a Google Doc at the same time as someone else, everyone's cursor is in a different color and it's labeled with their little name right there. Yes. So John and Luigi were both watching as the words gets out, gets typed into the script, apparently by Luigi, but he had his arms crossed and he was pondering what to write next. And he's just like, I, that was not me. Why would I write that? It had nothing to do with what was happening. Very mysterious. And we're driving down the road by Munger Road. You know, that super haunted road. Yep. I don't know. Woo. I love when that shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, so I guess to add on to that, it's not necessarily anything that spooky happened to me. But I do remember someone at work, they were writing in a Word document, and then all of a sudden, every so often, I'm pretty sure wires were just crossed or something, but like, definitely not them typing, and just like, <laughs> someone's like, writing out a story or something. It was really crazy. Oh man, that ghost in the machine! Right? I don't think anything weird's happened to me, but I also haven't been home a lot lately. I've been really tired and actually like, sleeping at night. That's unusual. Right? Maybe that's the spooky thing. It is. A good night's sleep. The ghosts are like leaving me be because normally it's like clockwork. Three o'clock every night at 3 a.m. I wake up and there's no reason behind it. I just wake up and then I like look at my phone for a few minutes and then I try to go back to sleep. And then I usually have to get up in like three hours. So <laughs> that's the spooky thing is I'm sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> that is super spooky. I really resent the need to sleep. I hate it too. I would rather not. I have too much to do. God damn it, you stupid meat suit body. Just right? can work without sleep, why don't you? I wish I were the version of a vampire that doesn't sleep. Mm, that would be cool. And I know there's, everyone's like, oh, but I love sleep. Yeah, but if you didn't need it, you wouldn't love it so much. <laughs> yeah, you, you know only, what I mean? You like, only love it because you need it. Exactly. <laughs> So, do you have a... Breaking spooky news, Q. 
Tell me the news. This just in. You know, it would almost be irresponsible of us not to mention the raid on Area 51 that's scheduled to take place on September 20th. The Joker Facebook event, Storm Area 51, They Can't Stop All of Us, has gone viral. And last I checked, 1.4 million people responded interested and 1.9 million responded going. I mean, it's a funny event. (laughs) I love it. I don't know how many people are legitimately contemplating Naruto running into Area 51, but... (laughs) Many nearby hotels are actually completely booked for, like, the surrounding dates. That's crazy! I know! Maybe it's just a bunch of looky-loos, like, I'm trying to see if, like, anyone's gonna do it, or maybe it's, I don't know, some crazy peoples. I do not know. But look, if you alien-loving nerds want to trespass on a secret military base, I am not the person to stop you. Just be prepared for the long haul. The base is nowhere near the gates, and you may be Naruto running for 25 miles before you get to a goddamn building that may have aliens, so y'all better be fit. Yeah, get in that training. Yeah, you've, and you've, your time is running out. You have got to go. Like the couch to 5K or whatever it's called. The couch, <laughs> the couch the, what is, how many Ks are in 25 miles? So many Ks. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a marathon or a half yeah. marathon. No, it's a full marathon. Marathon's like 20 something miles, right? I think it's a yeah. marathon is like 26 or 23. It's a, in the huh. 20s, so. Yeah. You gotta run so, a marathon, but run a marathon at a fucking sprint. And also right. dodge and weave. It's like double the marathon. Oh, man. There's Kids no these way. days. Bring us an electric scooter, maybe. <laughs> 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 Or a bicycle. Or a skateboard and do sweet tricks. Right? <laughs> or the hoverboards. Bring oh, a hoverboard. Shit. No, you could do the hoverboard or you could do the segways. Just yeah, or segway. <laughs> <laughs> Just like fucking Paul Blart it through there. Oh my god. I hope they televise it or someone puts it on YouTube. There's going to be news people there. I mean, come on. Just to see like, hey, is anyone going to be here? You right. gotta have a lookout, so. Well, cool. In other news, Zach Baggins has bought another goddamn house. Oh my god, which house has he bought? <laughs> he bought one of the Charles Manson murder houses. Of course he did. This is the house on Waverly Drive where Leno and Rosemary LaBianca were killed on Manson. Manson's orders. God, Manson. It's not, he's not a mansion. What the fuck? Manson. <laughs> <laughs> The house told them to do it. Yeah. Zach, of course, has a collection of Manson murderabilia in his museum, including a painting made with Manson's ashes, some of his prison crafts, and even the hospital gown that he died in. Oh. Weird. Well, that's Zach for you. Very weird. Zach told Newsweek he was drawn to the house's history, the spectacular views, and energy he felt while there. Is he gonna live there? Or is he going to do another documentary similar to what he did with the Demon House? We shall wait and see. I hope he does another documentary that we're too scared to watch. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's probably what he's angling at, but he also mentioned the view, so maybe he's just going to cozy up and live there. Who knows? I don't know if it's been really reported as being haunted. Well, knowing them, though, they'll find hauntings. Yeah, they'll find a demon. If anything, he brought a demon to the house. That's true. He does have lots of attachments. <laughs> he He's really got so does. many demons. He's got demons for days. Demons for days. He's got demons and dollars for days. Yeah, he does. I wish, 
I had the money to buy every spooky house that tickled my fancy. Right? God. That would be nice. He is living the life. The spooky life. And that's the spooky news. Back to you, Q. Thanks, Connie. <laughs> you should give us the ghost weather report. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking, actually, what I wanted to do, I wanted to do like a moon type thing but then i realized this isn't live so whatever like phase of the moon we're in and what it means will have already happened <laughs> well we'll just have to plan it out so like we know when this episode's going to be released so we'll just have to like look at what the moon's going to be for then okay you can plan it out ahead that works maybe yeah. i'll do that yeah because you do love the moon <laughs> i do love the moon so today's topic legends and myths yeah, is that what we're calling it? Or like... Tall, dark, creepy men who watch you when you sleep? Or that. Or uh, does Slender Man watch you when you sleep? Not that I read, but you know what? Now he does, because it's whatever you want him to be. <laughs> so this week's topic is tall, shadowy figures. <laughs> you guys can't see me, but I'm doing the... You're doing the wiggly arms. The wiggly man. All right, then I will proceed. I will proceed with my story. Today, I am going to tell you about the Hat Man. Bum, bum, bana, what a dumb fucking name. <laughs> Is it just one of those guys who wears the um, fedoras or whatever? Is that it what it ca- is? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> So, fedora man. He's, he's kind of fedora man. I don't know where these stories started, but I think it was probably on Jim Harold's campfire stories or whatever. Like somebody called in and talked about like this man that they saw when they were a child who was always looming in their bedroom with a hat and he was tall and creepy. And then other people started calling in and going, wait, I saw that guy too, like when I was a child. So this has been a story that just popped up one day and other people heard about it and they all have been like, oh, but I have also experienced this same similar creepy man in a hat. So according to most reports, the hat man appears at night dressed in a long black trench coat or a black three-piece suit, and he has a black hat. Either a fedora, a top hat, or sometimes a cowboy hat. Ooh, a cowboy hat! I know! <laughs> Yeehaw, motherfucker! I kinda love that. You've yeed your last haw! <laughs> no, hat man, no! Uh, the hat man's face is also usually indistinguishable, but many who he has visited have claimed he has glowing red eyes. Ooh. And sometimes there's been reports that the hat man carries a gold watch uh, attached to a chain to his belt and will occasionally look at it. He's described as being six feet tall at least, but sometimes his stature reaches seven or even ten feet. Jesus. Yeah. When he shows up, most people just are fucking terrified. He just fills them with absolute dread. A lot of people say that he's probably a manifestation of negative energy in a person's life. He happens to appear around when there's a lot of drama inside of a house or a lot of traumatic stuff. If there's abuse, terrible parenting, just loud fighting, if there's lots of that kind of stuff going on, he is more likely to show up. But not always. There's going to be some stories that he had no reason to show up, but whatever. I wonder if, is he actually like bad or is he like, hey there, they're there, all this shit's happening. Or he's, like, fucking people up. (laughs) I don't know, because he terrifies people. Most people see him and go, fear, fear, fear. (laughs) 
But really, he's just there to comfort he's you. He's just a dude in a fedora. <laughs> I mean, he's usually in somebody's room or outside okay. staring at them. And that's just, he's a little bit unsettling. But okay. there's some there's sometimes where there's no reason why a person looking at him should be afraid. But they are usually incredibly afraid. So I don't know if he's bad or if he's just like a, hey, bad things are happening. I'm just here to remind mm-hmm. you that bad things are happening. <laughs> like, thanks, I needed the <laughs> reminder, hat man, you fucking dick. Now, some people think that he's an omen of bad okay. things and death. But, you know, it's mysterious. Alright. Uh, 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 uh. Some people who have seen the hat man claim that he has jumped on them, choked them, or otherwise assaulted them in the night. No. Nope. Um, like, that's, yeah. <laughs> so that's what makes people think that maybe he's just a manifestation of a sleep what is that called? Sleep paralysis. So some people think he's a manifestation of sleep paralysis, you know, like the old hag syndrome, where you wake up before your brain processes out the go-go juice that makes you not be able to move your limbs. And then like you are paralyzed and you often hallucinate in that moment. But there's been other people who have been like, no, I could move. I was awake and I saw him. And there's people who've been out and about and like walking and they saw him so it's not always a sleep paralysis thing but that is one of the most common debunking ideas behind the hat man not existing because he's just a brain malfunction okay yeah but i'm gonna read just on the stories all right let's hear it all right cool i saw a tall human-like figure and the figure looked like that of a man the man had no distinguishable features whatsoever i could see no eyes no nose no mouth only blackness. He looked like a shadow, only darker, much darker. He had a very wide-brimmed hat and a long trench coat that flowed as he moved. He stood there for what seemed like an eternity. He moved very slowly and without sound back into the hallway, just out of view. And that's from Tim Brown. He actually runs a website called The Hatman Project. Another story. I was 23 when I saw what I think I experienced what people call the hat man. This is just straight from whatever somebody wrote, so if it's a little awkward, that's not my fault, probably. (laughs) It was by far the most terrifying experience of my life. First, let me say it was early morning and still dark. My mother and I are both nurses, so working day shift, we left early for work before daylight. I was staying with my mom to save up money. My mother would drop my five-year-old son off to daycare for me because it was on her way to work. We lived on five acres with large lights on wooden poles throughout the property that turned on by a timer. It gave us a sense of protection because it could get really dark there. But this illusion was dispelled instantly that morning. Walking to our vehicles, I noticed a man standing under one of the lights closer to the house. I couldn't see his clothes per se, but their outlines. He didn't have a trench coat. It looked to be like a mid-thigh Victorian era coat tapered. He had on boots from the outline suggested a stove hat and he was looking at a watch on a chain. He didn't cast a shadow of his own. He was black as night. It's amazing the things that go on through your head when something like this is happening. I could feel the evil coming off him in waves. It was almost like my adrenaline was about to make my heart explode. I was so terrified, I actually felt my eyes dilate. I began screaming at my mother to put my son in the car. Just go. Go right the fuck now. Not my usual vocabulary. Plus, they couldn't see or feel what I was feeling. My mother kept yelling, what's wrong, what's wrong? I walked back to her car and put my son in the seat and literally forced my mom into leaving without me. All while it's watching. I can't see it smiling, but I can, if that makes sense. It made me sick to my stomach. 
We had a 500 foot long driveway that led to a dirt road, very isolated. I didn't get in my car and follow my mother and son until they were at the end. I had to make sure it wouldn't follow them. I just looked straight at it, my heart running a 10K and I'm standing still. I left finally to find my mother waiting for me at the end of the dirt road to the highway. Bewildered, I made her leave and called her for my cell phone to explain why I had acted like a crazy person. Strangely, she believed me. I had to protect my family, even though I knew it was there for me. I don't know how I knew this, I just did. I hope to never feel this type of fear again, ever. I have met my quota in spades. Dramatic. <laughs> yeah. And like, so this woman was very much awake. Right. Her mom and her son did not see the horrifying figure right there, mm -hmm. but she felt it. She saw it. And, you know, so spooky. Like, I was stressed out for her. Yeah. <laughs> like, are they going to make it? Story number three. My now ex-boyfriend always talked about these shadow people. He saw the top hat man and the man in the fedora. He always said that the top hat man came to warn him of awful things that were going to happen. I, of course, thought he was a psycho and dismissed it, but still dated him for some reason. <laughs> Two months later, I started to see the man in the hat next to our bed. He would lean over me. No. My boyfriend ended up violently assaulting several girls. I read somewhere that he may show up if you are in the presence of an evil person or a dangerous environment. I also saw a different shadow man in the middle of the road in the car at night with him. I explained his appearance to my boyfriend. He explained immediately that this man came when death occurred. Ironically, I went to a doctor's visit the next day and was informed that I had a miscarriage last night. Since we broke up, I haven't seen the shadow people since. Wow. Terrifying. <laughs> okay, I'll read this one. My daughter is 18 now, but when she was about four months old, I awoke in the middle of the night to a man in a black trench coat with a wide-brimmed hat leaning over my daughter's crib watching her. I sat straight up in bed, but I couldn't move or speak. He finally turned his attention to me by slowly turning his head, but I couldn't see his face. He tipped his hat down, and he slithered out of the room in a sneaking manner. I was not afraid, but rather confused. I saw what I saw that night, still trying to figure out what it was. These people just have creepy neighbors. I think that's what it is. It could be. It could <laughs> be. But he slithered. He slithered. Like he slithered snake. out of that room. So that's a weird thing for an actual human to do. But you know, whatevs. Things happen. All right, I'm going to read this, I think, last story. Yes, I have one last story. Unlike the few stories I read, I saw the hat man when I was much older. I was 53 years old. I was getting sleepy and was going for a walk to wake up. As I was returning to my house, I saw a man approaching me in the distance. He was wearing all black in a style of clothes that reminded me of Sherlock Holmes. I thought it was peculiar and stopped at the bottom of my driveway and watched him as he walked closer. It was starting to get dark and the street lights were on but there was still some light in the sky. He stepped off the sidewalk and into the street under a light about 30 yards from me. He turned and faced me and just stood there. I realized he wasn't human and thought about running inside. Instead, I decided to get a closer look. I said a quick prayer, asking God to have my back. I took about three steps towards the hat man, and he ran. He went from zero <laughs> to about 25 miles per hour instantly. When he ran, his foot speed didn't seem to match his actual speed, and there was no sound from his footsteps. Oh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it could be sleep paralysis, or perhaps there's other theories that he could be an alien, a time traveler, a ghost, or just wild imagination. There's no, no certainty about what the hat man is. 
He's just a fucking creep. I hope he's a creepy time traveler. <laughs> I mean, it would make sense with his, yeah. like, attire. He's just visiting, like, notable figures before they become notable or something. Oh, or maybe. the parents or relatives of somebody he knew or, uh, or a great ancestors. I don't know. Yeah, he could just be a fucking creepy time traveler. Mm-hmm. Or an interdimensional being. I don't know. But he's a creep. <laughs> and that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Cool story, boo. Thanks, boo. I've never heard of Hatman. Really? Yeah. Oh. I haven't heard a lot of these. Oh. So. Well then, I'm glad I could share the Hatman with you. <clears throat> so, I have Slender Man. <gasps> the Man of Slender? The Man of Slender. Oh. <laughs> Boo, you know he's made up, right? We all know he's not real, yeah. <laughs> um, or at least most people know he's not real. 12-year-old girls seem to have a yeah. trouble with that, but... We'll get into that. Okay, cool. So, Slender Man originated in June of 2009. There was ten like a Photoshop. Ago. Yeah, 10 years ago. Happy anniversary, Slender Man. Happy birthday, Slender Man. He's 10 years old. Oh, man, double oh. binge. So there was a Photoshop contest of paranormal photos in the Something Awful internet forum. There were two photos submitted by Eric Knudsen. They ha- I have his other name. I don't know where it is, though. But that's this his real name. And I'm pretty sure I went to school with an Eric Knudsen. And I'm like, I don't think it's the same guy, but maybe it is. Who Give knows? him a message. Be like, did you invent the Slender Man? <laughs> right? is that, was that you? Did you do this? Because that would be cool. <laughs> right? I went <laughs> yeah. to school with the Slender Man creator. Yeah. We're just going to go with that. Yeah, um, that's probably him. <laughs> so it started off with two black and white photos, and they both had groups of children with a tall, thin figure wearing a black suit in the background. So the photos were dated in the 1980s, and they each had a quote with them. The first one was, We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. And then it said, Photographer unknown, presumed dead. And then, (laughs) right? (laughs) You can't um, just presume a photographer is dead because you don't know well, who they were. Well, it's a fake photo, so he can I do know, what he wants. I know, I <laughs> know. It's just a stupid sentence. Right? God, Eric, or whatever your name is. And then the second photo was quoted, uh, one of the two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library Blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photo confiscated as evidence. And then, like, a fake photographer. I can see if you don't know what these forums are for, or, like, don't know what creepypasta is, (laughs) where you would (laughs) think that this is, like, a real story. So... Knudsen was inspired by a lot of different things to create Slenderman, like Stephen King's The Mist, reports of shadow people, Mothman, which we've talked about before, mm-hmm. and the mad gasser of Mattoon. Oh, that guy's such a dick. So He's I've so never mad. heard of this. You haven't heard about the mad I gasser? Know. I mean, the mad gasser is not normal. You might call him paranormal. He's not paranormal, but he's, he's just <laughs> fucking, yeah. No, he's a dude. Yeah. So, if you are not aware of Please the Mad us. Gasser, 
he was believed to be responsible for a series of apparent gas attacks and not like the gross gas, like the deadly ones. Yeah, not like he didn't go into people's houses and right, fart a like lot. Right, like he wasn't like farting all over. He like no. was like trying to hurt people. But it happened in the town of Mattoon. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Which is in Illinois during the mid-1940s. More than two dozen gassings were reported to police within two weeks. So the victims would smell strange odors in their homes and have symptoms of paralysis of the legs, coughing, nausea, and vomiting. So the police were like, no, this isn't a person. They didn't find like any physical evidence that it was done by someone. They were giving explanations of, oh, you spilled nail polish, which is causing an odor. Or there was odor. There were odors emanating from animals or local factories, and I call bullshit on that because I have spilled nail polish, and it doesn't make me vomit. So. Yeah. Well, maybe it did. Was it the 1940s? Maybe it did in the 40s. Who knows? Maybe. It was maybe really toxic like, bullshit. Super. It was probably full of lead too. <laughs> right. That's true. Um, but. So anyway, back to back to the man of the hour, <laughs> the slender man of the hour. So after his first appearance, Slender Man became viral. People created fan art, cosplay, creepypasta stories, fan videos. There was a video game. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of films that people have made about him. And I think either there's one coming out or one already came out, like an actual Hollywood theatrical film. I don't know if that one's coming out yet. I don't know that it's out yet, but I'd like to see it. Yeah. If you guys see it, let us know how it is. Since there's no canon for reference, Slenderman's appearance, motives, habits, and abilities vary with who's telling the story. The most common description is that he's tall and thin and has tentacle-like arms. Woo! Wiggly, wiggly. <laughs> which he uses to catch his prey. In most of the stories, his face is white and featureless, but if you've been able to see his face, it varies depending on who's looking at it. Typically, the stories have him in the woods or at, like, abandoned locations, and he's known to teleport. That motherfucker. Um... <laughs> Being close to him can cause the slender sickness, which sounds like a diet. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does not sound very good. Um, 1-800-SLENDER to get down with the slender sickness. <laughs> I've lost 50 pounds with slender sickness. Thanks, Slender Man. <laughs> Thanks, Slender Man. He just, it's like that uh, fake infomercial about uh, just being scared and being fit because you're being chased by your worst fear. Oh, yeah. But it's just the Slender Man. The Slender Man's just right. chasing you. And so, <laughs> so, being close to him can cause the Slender Sickness, and that is rapid onset of paranoia, nightmares, delusions, and nosebleeds. Super fun stuff. Why nosebleeds? Just random, <laughs> dripping down in the woods. So, of course, if you know anything about Slender Man, you've heard about the stabbing. Oh, that one? So. The stabbing? <laughs> the stabbing. Mm. So, uh, in May of 2014, there were two 12-year-old girls who were super into Slender Man. They lived in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and one night decided to hold down another 12-year-old girl and stab her 19 times. They said they were supposed to commit a murder as a first step to becoming a proxy for the Slender Man after they read it online. They claimed that if they didn't do it, Slender Man would kill their families. All this information came from Wikipedia, 
And it got kind of confusing with their sentences. So I'm going to read it. If it doesn't quite make sense, I can try to make it make more sense. Uh, Both of the girls have been diagnosed with mental illnesses, but they were still charged as adults and could have been sentenced up to like 65 years in prison. Even though one of them's literally schizophrenic. Yeah. Neither of them actually got prison time. So one of the girls still claims to be watched by Slenderman, but she was also claimed to speak to Voldemort and one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So that says something about her sanity. So in August of 2017, I think both of the girls actually got sentenced in 2017. So one of them pled guilty, but said they weren't responsible for their actions due to insanity. The jury decided she was mentally ill during the attack and would be hospitalized for 25 years from the crime, which means until she's 37. And then I believe the other girl was sentenced to the Wisconsin Mental Hospital with the max sentence that you can get of 40 years. And like I said, I, I feel like because people got so into like making it look real and all the videos, I can see where a 12-year-old would come across something like this, not understanding how the internet works and being like, this is totally real, but also mental illness and a lot of other shit happening because you're 12 and you have a lot of fucking things going on in your body. Yeah, nobody's stable at 12. Right. Nobody's in any sort of right mind when they're that young. And if you already have, you're predisposed and you have like actual illnesses going on and you see a bunch of Mm -hmm. weird stuff and you don't know, you still believe in magic and you still believe in fantasy very heavily when you're that young. At least that girl didn't die. Right. I mean, of co- obviously, it was a very terrible thing that happened. A lot of people forget, and a lot of people think, oh, there was a murder. It's like, no, no, it was an attempted murder. No, she's yeah. she's alive. She's, you know, scarred for life, probably yeah. physically and mentally. She'll probably never be able to trust anyone in her entire life. There's no one I don't feel sorry for in this situation. Right. We all know Slender Man was made up, but I know a lot of people have the belief, if enough people believe in something, you could think it into existence. So what do you think? Is Slender Man real? Oh, I don't think so. Or can he be real? I think he can be. Yeah. You know, I think he can be real because it is, it's true and it's been proven and there's been studies that you can think a thing into existence if you believe in something hard enough. It doesn't mean you're going to go live in his Slender Mansion in the woods if you murder right. your fucking friend, <laughs> but it might start to manifest a little bit in reality, mm-hmm. a little bit. You're not going to manifest a fucking mansion in the woods. But you might manifest some terrifying figure occasionally out of the corner of your eye or sometimes right in front of you. Or you might manifest voices or... But things like that can still affect people. Spookily. (laughs) So, if you want, send us your favorite Slender Man photos. We'd love to see them. Or make up your own spooky meme. Exactly. Ooh, yeah. We should have a contest. (gasps) We can have a contest. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay, well, we're going to have to plan this out we'll have a, our own yeah it's not contest. happening now so yeah not now but <laughs> put that in the back of your brains and start Coming thinking soon. what kind of what kind of scary shit can you make up that'd be cool because you know it is fun to think about creepy things and sometimes even things. stories that are fake are still like ooh, we got chills so i could end it there or if you want i can quickly look up a creepy pasta to read don't <laughs> please look up a creepy pasta i'm literally just gonna pull up the first one i find okay good perfect <laughs> Give it a goog. 
after waking up with a jolt, the girl laid in bed a few seconds longer, reaching over to switch on her bedside lamp. She tried to remember exactly what had stolen her sweet slumber away. When she couldn't, the brunette swung her legs over the side of the bed and heaved herself up. Checking the time on her phone, she snorted when she saw it was midnight, the witching hour. Knowing that sleep would only evade her, she left her bedroom for the kitchen. A good cup of coffee on her mind. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> wait, what? You just woke up and now you're getting coffee? Yeah, it's wait, it's midnight and wait. <laughs> okay. I don't know this where this is, is going. <laughs> Also, like, this me, sounds a lot like Is the me. witching hour actually 3 I o'clock in the morning? Three. Yeah, I think it's yeah. 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Which is actually when I wake up. Like, to yeah, you out. wake up at the fucking witching hour. Right. Yeah, no, it's 3. 3 a.m. is the witching hour. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this yep, is that's what time I wake written. up every oh. night. I know. God. I'm like, it's irritating. Whatever. It's creepy. Also, pasta. she's a girl, but she's getting up and <laughs> drinking coffee. Or is she a woman, technically? How I, old is it? girl. I, this is it's probably written girl. by a man. Yeah, it's a girl, <laughs> but like now she's going to get coffee. I'm like, child no. going to get coffee in the middle of the night? Your parents are going to ground you. No. Anyway, sorry. Continue with this. That's cool. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <as> we, <laughs> welcome to Ghost Hose, where we rip apart your creepypasta. <laughs> yeah. Please send us your creepypastas and we'll, we'll give them the same treatment. As she passed by her front door, a chill spread like liquid fire down her spine. It's only winter, she told Liquid herself. Oh. <laughs> it's only winter, she told herself, <laughs> focusing again on the coffee plan. Measuring out scoops, water, and preparing her cup kept her occupied, but as the dark liquid boiled, she had nothing left to keep her mind from wandering off. You know this is old because she doesn't have a Keurig. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The chill returned, and she couldn't help but glance behind her to the front door. It stood there innocently enough, just like always. The deadbolt was still in place, and she could see nothing amiss with it. Turning back to her coffee, she did her best to forget about the feeling. Or with her cup in hand, she started back towards her bedroom. As she walked by the front door, she decided that a quick glance out of the people would help calm her restless mind. Don't do that. Probably not. No, it never does. <laughs> it never does. Looking at your people when you're already creeped out, it's not going to make you feel better about anything. The chill worsened with each step she took towards the door. The liquid fire burned brighter every step. She- <laughs> She's taking her coffee to bed. What? A- she is. She is clearly a lunatic. She pressed her empty hand against the cold metal door and took a deep breath before leading her eye to the peephole. At first, she could only see an inky blackness and somehow seemed to swirl in itself. When she blinked in surprise, the void melted away. She wished it hadn't. In its place, there stood what she could only guess was once a man. The limbs were long and inhumanely awkward, with bulky joints branching off into several arms, not unlike the branches of a tree. The creature was draped in a black suit, somehow making the thing more nightmarish to her. The icing on the proverbial <laughs> cake. However, it was draped in a black suit? I can't even read it. <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's not you. It's just the writing. <laughs> Ooh, okay. However, was what passed as the hellish thing's face. It was as though her mind blurred the ghastly visage. To spare mm-hmm. itself oh, yeah. further shock mind. and horror. It just sensor barred right over his face. 
She shoved herself away from the door with the hand still pressed against it. The scalding mug of coffee fell, the liquid burning her bare legs as she fell backwards. The liquid fire! And tried to crawl away from the door. She knew somehow that her mind hadn't been playing tricks on her. As she crab walked away from the door. What? (laughs) Now she's just a cartoon. This is too much. Okay. She watched as tendrils as black as the void she first saw snake around through the cracks. Uh Uh-oh. The girl was trapped between the instinct to flee and the gut feeling to not turn her back on the door. When the door jolted, the urge to flee overcame her and she slipped in the burning liquid as she tried to make it back to her room. She knew deep down that she was trapping herself in a corner, but she had to get away from the door. The girl was halfway down the hallway when she heard the previously locked door creak open. She screamed and slipped into a wall, cracking her chin on it and stunning her. Wait, what? Yeah, don't you usually fall chin first into walls? I guess. (laughs) No, you don't. That's not a normal way to fall. I'm just trying to picture how this happened. Okay. She's, She's a clumsy albatross who makes coffee at midnight whenever she wakes up. Clearly she's bad at life. So after that, there was only blackness. Nicole, a warm male voice, snapped the woman out of her trance. As she turned around, she was met by one of her sister's doctors. Basically, she's at a doctor. They don't believe her. They say phrases like self-inflicted and assault. She still hadn't fully understood what they had been saying until she saw Lindsay with her own eyes. Her little sister had a bandage wrapped around her head, covering both of her ears as well as her eyes. They said it was to keep her now deadened eyes from dying out to try to keep infection out of the wounds. What? She attack her little sister? I think so. Ah, what a so terrible the- person. <laughs> or maybe she just stumbled and tried to reach out and grab something. She grabbed on her sister's eyes and, you know, yeah. it happens. The doctors had guessed that either she or someone else had jammed a pencil into them to keep Ugh. her off balance or to deafen herself against something. There was the mix of first and second degree burns on her hands, legs, and feet from what was assumed to be the coffee her neighbors found slipped all over the entry to her apartment. Jesus. Yeah. And that, my friends, is creepypasta. Yep. (laughs) Weird and unsatisfying. All right. Like, had creepy parts, but not really a creepy as a whole. Yeah. That's that. That's my story. (laughs) That's your story? (laughs) Well, cool story, boo. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Hey, do you have any recommendations this week? Well, yeah. I would recommend, if it's not out yet, to go see Slender Man when it comes out. <laughs> well, there is that documentary about the stabbing. There is the documentary. I watched half of it. It's really sad just watching, like, the girls. Because it's mostly about the girls and yeah. their trial and all that. So, yeah. Um, just be prepared. Just be prepared to feel bad and sad about everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not fun. Uh, my recommendation is not quite ghost-related. It's more like ghost-adjacent. It's about dead people. I like that. Okay, but I cannot stop listening to the musical Six. Ooh. It's about the six wives of Henry VIII. <gasps> Ooh. You know the ones. Divorced, beheaded, died. Divorced, beheaded, survived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those girls. The concept is that they formed a pop group and are trying to determine who's oh, going to be shit. the lead singer. And the criteria is basically whoever was treated the worst by Henry wins. 
Oh my god. Yeah, it was written by two university students who were supposed to be studying for finals, but they just got inspired instead. So this is like, yeah, procrastination goals, basically, you know, it's very fun and catchy. And you can listen to the album on Spotify and find some performances on YouTube. But I haven't seen the whole thing. It's probably, you know, hard to find the whole thing if it's you know available anywhere yeah uh, there's it's on tour in the uk but also there's a show in chicago that sold Ooh. out man i ever yeah keep my eye on it we'll see if i can actually see it well cool i'll definitely have to listen to that all right well that does it for us today follow us on instagram facebook twitter if you could write us a review, that'd be cool. I'm not going to tell you not to do that. That'd be nice. Give us some stars. I don't know. Maybe uh, five whole stars. I don't know. Maybe you like us. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Tell your friends about us and uh, tell us your stories. Email us yeah. at theghosthose at gmail.com. And anything else? Nope. Exactly what you just said. Cool. Um, but this has been fun. Yeah, it has. We hope you're enjoying the new episodes. And I hope we can nail our bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think my mic's coming apart. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like in uh, that show, Camp Anawana, you remember oh, yeah. that show? Yeah. Where like this thing came apart. That's what I feel like right now. Like there's like a piece of my mic hanging off. Whatever. The East Coast is being battered by ghosts, you see? The whole spectral front is moving in from... There's just ghosts everywhere. The spooky actic pressure is rising. We're dropping, whatever makes it happen. <laughs> <laughs>